Welcome back to my fluent podcast. This is Daniel Goodson and in this episode I'm gonna interview a language learner, a language enthusiast named Chris Broholm from Denmark. He has an own podcast in which he conducts different interviews with polyglots from all over the world and I'm gonna spare you with the very first seconds of the interview because I had some issues at the beginning but luckily I could overcome my nervousness after a few minutes in the interview because the problem was here that I had some technical issues kind of Murphy's law (laughs) I hope you can enjoy this episode and I have to warn you the interview is about 34 minutes so it's way longer than a normal episode of mine have fun so my name is Daniel Goodson and uh, I am hey I am an English learner, you know. Mm-hmm. And I consider myself as an upper intermediate English learner. As you could realize now, I am not at all experienced in interviewing. <laughs> 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 and uh but I am very glad you're taking the time for me for my fluent podcast as a regular listener to your podcast actual fluency I am very honored having you here and by the way this interview you are giving me this is going to give me the possibility as well to train my English and my listening comprehension thanks for that too for sure (laughs) (laughs) Uh, thanks for that introduction that's uh, really nice of you and uh, I'm happy to support uh, you know other podcasts in the language learning, and uh, I'm looking forward to talking a little bit about learning English and uh, and what else you have to uh, throw at me. Yeah, because that is not at all self-evident, you know. Because I try to reach out other people, and uh, not always with success. Mm-hmm. It is pretty difficult if you are um, still learning the language to find people want to to be interviewed and yeah. uh, maybe you could introduce yourself a little bit and your amazing podcast as well <laughs> <laughs> sure why not um so i'm my name is chris and i'm 28 years old i was born in denmark but uh, for the last year i've been living abroad mostly in hungary uh, with a few minor stays in in other countries and I started the actual fluency podcast about, about two and a half years ago to interview language learners and find out how you actually learn a language effectively and, and quickly. And during that time, I've had the opportunity to talk to so many amazing people, and I'm, I've really enjoyed doing that. And uh, there isn't really any secrets to language learning. I just want to get that in there because uh, that was kind of what I started with. But uh, you just have to put in the hard work, and and eventually it will pay off. So, so this is this is where I am today. 
Yeah, and Chris, you've produced over 100 episodes so far. And that's, that's right. quite an impressive number. And I envy you a bit for that, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> and in your episodes, you had almost the same number of guests. And yeah. uh, they were all polyglots, or at least they were language experts. That is pretty cool as well, I think. For example, there was Anthony Mativier and Benny Lewis and Oli Richards. I mean, you're you're mentioning a whole uh, whole different uh, whole different league there. You know, <laughs> I I really when I started, I really wanted to show that uh, you know we can get inspiration and motivation from the top performers, but that's that's what they are. You know, they are top performers, so we shouldn't really beat ourselves up for not being fluent in three months or not speaking with a perfect accent or not making mistakes uh, which sometimes especially when I started was really highlighted you know it was um, how to how I learned French in three months or how I learned a thousand Russian verbs in a weekend or something like that and I just realized that you know most people are not these top star language learners so I focus more on what normal people or average people would would be able to achieve, and and hopefully, by that perspective, push people who maybe felt like they weren't capable of doing this language learning thing, yeah, which I, I totally believe that anyone could do. Yeah, and that's a great topic. And in fact, I am wondering if you have ever compared yourself to your guests in in a negative sense. What I want to say with that is, I mean, I see this by myself that I am rather a, a timid or a shy person and, and oftentimes I compare myself to other English learners, for example, and then the consequence are that I am holding me back a bit from mm -hmm. pushing forward. And now my, my question is, I'm wondering if, if you have ever compared yourself to them in a negative sense. Oh yeah, um, for sure. Uh, well, okay. So this negative sense, I, I wouldn't say. I, I don't think. I don't think that happens necessarily. But I do, and especially in the beginning, I did compare myself a lot with the people who are producing the content, which was some of the people that you mentioned before, like Benny Lewis, uh, Ollie Richards. These people who are very accomplished and have produced a lot of great material for language learners and. Actually, if you go back far enough on my blog, you can find some of my Russian updates. And I said that I was going to learn Russian in three months. <laughs> so, so there you go. You know, that didn't quite uh, happen. But I learned then that, you know, like I just said before, that these people are top performers. So you can't compare yourself to them necessarily. You can just take the inspiration, take the motivation and the fact that Everyone can do it, and you just got to put in a little effort. But definitely be very careful with comparisons because it did, it did kind of hurt me a little bit when I didn't make that goal. I thought I was bad at language learning or just couldn't do it. But the point is, you know, these people speak 8, 10, some of them even 20-plus languages. So if you're just getting started with English or another language, which is maybe your second, third language, uh, but more importantly, it's the one you're studying yourself outside a formal school or course or something like that this is a whole new experience and these people that we're talking about and I keep saying these people like some 
kind of negative. But you know, I, 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 they're all my friends now, and I love them to bits. So it's not like I'm uh, saying anything negative about them. But it's you know, these are very successful in what they did. So of course, they have kind of mastered the techniques that it takes uh, to learn a language. And it would be like saying if you had a really good chef, he would be able to learn a new recipe much faster than somebody who's just starting to cook would be able to learn it. So because he knows instinctively how the different ingredients of, of a recipe works together. Whereas a new chef would be like, where's the knife? I mean, what what is uh, what is onion, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, so that's why the comparison is really dangerous. And I I would really uh, not advise uh, advice for it, but most of the, most of the content producers do give steps instead of they don't try to sell their way of doing it as as a as a method or as a one way to do it. But they they generally try to give you some action steps that you can follow in your own time. So you know you don't have to be fluent in three months, which Benny is obviously very famous for. Um, but the individual steps that Benny did during the three months you can still use in, in your time because obviously also people are busy you know you have jobs families uh, school whatever and we don't ha- all have time to learn English or whatever language we're learning eight ten hours a day which really is what it requires if you want to learn it really quickly so so that's what I would say don't uh, don't be afraid to suck on their experience and their tips and tricks but but be very careful with trying to compare their actually there's a good quote somebody said uh, and I'm probably butchering it but somebody said don't compare somebody else's middle to your beginning so yeah. that's 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 it and what about your podcast have you ever compared your podcast with other podcasts or have you any idols that you are looking up <laughs> that's to? a good question actually <laughs> <laughs> yeah sure i mean this is a actually a great question and the funny answer or i don't know if it's funny but it's definitely somebody uh, or many people definitely don't know this but i'm actually not a huge podcast listener myself oh, i I, see. <laughs> I um i find find it hard to build the habit of listening to a podcast which i know a lot of people do um but i have listened to a lot of tim ferris i love his books and I also love his podcast and he has some really interesting guests on there so I have listened to that and I have listened to various of course language related podcasts like um, you know Hungarian Pod 101 or English Class 101 uh, these are mostly for learning the language but I, I actually wasn't a big podcast listener and for language learning you know I was doing a, an episode a week and I still try to keep that up and so for me that was kind of enough you know I was already asking all the questions I wanted to ask and having all the guests on I want to have on so I didn't really feel the need to go and listen to another language learning podcast um, but uh, uh, but yeah definitely of course we compare ourselves all the time in life I mean you can you can when you go out the door you see other men of course you compare yourself to them in a hundred different ways oh that guy has a cool shirt Oh, that guy is more fat than I am, you know. That that guy has a has a nice uh, haircut or whatever, you know. As humans, we're I think we're kind of biologically biologically programmed to uh, to compare ourselves, and and most of the time it's not very good. But the the way I did it with podcasting was okay. I need to be better at podcasting, so I sat down and I listened to the top rated podcasts, and I tried to 
figure out what were these people doing to be so good at it, what they are. And actually, I think most of it is just experience. If you go back to my first podcast episode, it sounds terrible because I have no confidence, I have no experience, and I, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, but after 100 episodes, I can do a podcast episode in my sleep. And I would, the quality is way better than, than when I started. So experience is a huge, huge thing. Yeah, and actually, I have already used your podcast to learn English because that's what I do. I listen to different podcasts and then I try to shadow a few sentences, you know. Mm -hmm. And then uh, <clears throat> that way I improve. And and this is actually two flies with one stone, you know. You, you have an excellent content and you can learn a language at the same time. And uh, for me, that is perfect. And uh, by the way, I'm not quite sure how well you know my Fluent podcast and my humble website, but I will tell what it is in a nutshell. I try to produce episodes in English on a regular basis and then I share all my experience and knowledge with other lang language listeners. And that's why I want to improve my language skills. And in addition, I want to get in touch with very engaged language learners. And what do you think about this method? I think it's great. And I find it surprising that you said before that you were shy because, I mean, here you are producing your own podcast and, <laughs> and talking to essentially a stranger, you know. <laughs> I think you're definitely not shy. And, and actually, you have a, a really high level of English. So... I, the method obviously works, and I think if you if you if we talk again at episode 100, I I'm sure you will experience that the difference is night and day. Yeah, and in fact, I am shy, but I think sometimes we have to overcome our fears and and <laughs> to go further, you know. Because, oh yeah. And have you ever produced a podcast in your target language? Uh, no, but actually it's something that uh, I'd love to do and, and something that I, I regularly talk to my um, uh, some of my guests and, and some of my uh, friends with because I feel like there aren't that many podcasts in in foreign languages. There are so many podcasts in English and it would be really nice if somebody made a general podcast in another language about learning the language or even specific kind of Uh, episodes about practical tips and tricks um, but I haven't done it mostly because uh, actually doing I think a weekly podcast uh, along with uh, you know blog and YouTube and all these other things that I have to do while also working a, a job it is actually a, a huge time commitment already so if I had to produce you know a, a Russian podcast which I'm also by the way terrible at that language Uh, it would just, I, I just couldn't find the time for it right now. But if somebody's sitting out there and saying, hey, I have a lot of time and I'm learning Spanish or something, I think producing a podcast is really powerful for the reasons that you just described. Yeah, maybe you could implement very short um, phrases or uh, short sequences, you know, in German or in Russian, just at the end of your episode. <laughs> that that would be great. Right, I, that's I, a, I would I would really like to hear you one time in uh when speaking in Russian or German or right. Hungarian. 
That would that that would be great. <laughs> you know, it's it's funny you should say it because um, when I started the learning process, I was really nervous, like you just described as well, and I was really scared of showing my own level because I thought it would be embarrassing or uh, you know that something bad would come of it. And you know all these video on videos on YouTube with people saying, "Oh, I speak twenty languages," you know, and they they, they say a, a sentence in each language. And I just really dislike that approach because the people who feel they have to make those videos, nine out of ten usually don't speak those languages at all. They just rehearsed one sentence and yeah. they, they speak actually, it up. They are actually only showing off, you know. They, they yeah, are... <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you're you're are you from Austria? No, I'm. I come from Switzerland. Oh, okay. Sorry, I sometimes uh, get those mixed up in my head. <laughs> no problem. Um, <laughs> but um, I think the uh, culture is pretty similar, though. So you're also kind of a humble country, right? Yeah. Because in exactly. Denmark, in Denmark, we're very humble. So for me, it, it was actually kind of um, it was a hum uh, humble thing that I didn't want to show my level. But at the same time, it's also kind of an excuse, like. But I didn't. It took me forever to learn just any kind of Russian. So on the other hand. I didn't have much to show, but maybe I should have shown it anyway. What I did was I uploaded, I recorded some of my tutoring sessions, and I uploaded those to YouTube so people could see exactly what I was doing in the tutoring lessons, uh, because that's what that that's natural, you know. If I record a, if I put a camera on my head, and I start to speak Russian, those sentences are kind of fake. They're kind yeah. of what I just wrote down or what I just, the safe sentences. But if I just record a tutoring session. I can honestly be caught off guard every five seconds because my tutor is asking me, well, how do you say, um, you know, feminist problems in Russian? <laughs> <laughs> and um, and so I showed that and that was the kind of the way to do it. I, I don't, regarding your question on putting more languages to the podcast, I, I don't think that's going to happen. I, I um, started out with kind of the concept that I don't want to exclude anyone from listening. So I decided yeah. that the, podcast was supposed was going to be completed in english that being said i could obviously always create you know uh, non-podcast episodes and just publish them outside the the normal podcast but that was i don't know if that if that is something i haven't mentioned but i always there's a lot of criticism on a lot of the content is in english of course as an english learner this is kind of a good thing right <laughs> uh, but uh, a lot of people actually complain that why is everything in English? And there's a very simple reason for that, and that's because English is kind of the lingua franca of the internet, which is like a bridge language, you know, that most people will at least understand. Yeah, but I think it is coming slowly but steadily. It it is coming up now. <laughs> new new episodes in German or uh, yeah in other languages. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's great. I that and that's why I recommend people do it all the time because you know just because there's a lot of English doesn't mean that you can't do it one in German or Spanish or Esperanto or whatever and you can carve out your own little niche there by by being like the first German podcast about food or the first Russian podcast about ballet dancing or whatever. I mean the topic is kind of irrelevant. The fact is just you're doing it in Russian instead of or whatever language. And you can even let, create my podcast, you know, the actual Funzi podcast where you talk about language learning, 
in the foreign language as well. Um, but of course, you also have to balance it because, I mean, would you listen to uh, would you listen to thirty minutes of me stumbling over <laughs> every, every single word and making two hundred mistakes an hour? You know, yeah, that's that's an argument. But you have to consider that after a short period of time, you will improve, and maybe on the 40th episode you are <laughs> not stumbling anymore you know <laughs> right i don't know i like my i like the to look at the listener's perspective as well and i don't i i think your english level is a lot better than <laughs> you think it is um so you're at a good level where you don't have any communication problems you don't slow down you don't pause you don't break all the time so you're very pleasant to listen to but if you were let's say you know, a few years earlier in your English learning, maybe for the listeners, it would be kind of hard to listen to, but that doesn't mean you can't record it. It's just, I think that there has to be a balance of what you gain and what the listeners gain. And ultimately I decided that the podcast was just going to be in English just to eliminate sometimes the discussion also, <laughs> you know, it's a, an easy, easy answer. Just, well, it's an English podcast and there are pros and cons. And I hope that people start podcasts in other languages. And actually, you know, if you had a German podcast, kind of like the actual Fluency, you know, I probably listen to it because German is one of those languages that I speak somewhat and I understand almost completely. So if I listen to more, I could improve my level up to a, a pretty good level. But right now it's kind of blah. Yeah, <laughs> or, or I should do a podcast in Swiss German. Oh, God. Then it would be very tricky for you to understand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had a Swiss roommate one. I Swiss. Oh, God. my! I'm putting H sounds on my S's now because of uh, Hungarian. <laughs> uh, Swiss uh, roommate. See, I got it at the end. <laughs> and I didn't understand anything he was saying in German, to be honest. So we just kind of spoke in Hochdeutsch. <laughs> yeah. And even other Swiss people have issues to understand me because my dialect is very strong you know oh yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's even that's even worse but luckily you're learning english so you can use that to speak to other <laughs> swiss people yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> fantastic and i know from your podcast that you are trying to do this for a living but uh, i'm asking myself won't you lose a hobby then? <laughs> Ooh, wow, that's a big question. <laughs> that's a big question. There is something to be said about uh, something can be fun as a hobby and it can be, you know, not fun as a job. And sometimes the, the, the only difference is that definition uh, because you're doing the same thing, but now it's just kind of the only thing you do. So... Yeah, there's a danger there, but I haven't quite made the leap yet. You know, I'm still working a job and, and, and there's quite some work to be done before I can even consider uh, going solo. But yeah, it would be fun, I think, uh, because I love to travel and I love to go to all the, you know, Polygod uh, events, meet all my friends and, and just uh, hang out in other countries. And that's kind of hard with any job. So it would be nice. But you're right, there's definitely... Definitely a fear there that, you know, if you were, let's say, a wine taster after 200 glasses <laughs> of wines, you know, it's kind of hard to appreciate it in a way. But uh, I hope that language, language learning or, or language podcasting isn't, isn't the same. 
And uh, I was recently at the NA Polygon event where I spoke, I had a really long presentation about depression and language learning. And at the end of it, somebody kind of raised their hand a little bit and just with tears in their eyes and really you know, struggling to get the words out said like, this is exactly how I feel. And, you know, that just really got me because now you have a personal connection and you're really seeing the effects of sharing what the struggles that you are that you're going through. And, you know, life isn't a playground. Life is tough, especially in the Western world. You know, some people say, oh, well, in Africa, everyone is struggling and and in the Middle East and, and other third world countries. Yeah, that's true. But you know, these people have never known anything else. So it's, that's kind of their everyday. If you live in the West, there's such a huge amount of pressure on you to actually, <laughs> just because you were born there, right? Yeah. So <laughs> there are so many depressed people in the West. You might think, wait, what? Why are there so many depressed people? We have more money. We have more food. We have more technology than ever before. And people are just getting worse and worse. And this is why. This is the pressure is mounting. And as a language learner, you can really feel the pressure because you you see if you people talk to you and you fail, that's extra pressure. Oh, I should be doing this, or I should be doing that. If you run a blog, that's extra pressure. If you you know run a podcast, that's extra pressure. At the end of the day, we just have 115 things to pressure us, and if we are not careful, it will overwhelm us and we'll get into a complete hole. So that's why I share my story. I want people to try and, and 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 seek help and and also reach out because it, i think i said during the talk uh, a problem shared is a problem halved and that's i find that so true and especially something like depression can be very embarrassing for many people and, yeah. and stigmatized so if you put that out in the open and actually talk to people about it you put it on a whole, whole different level and it, it's much easier to manage. And, and that's why I do what I do, basically. And I found out in the beginning, I did the blogging and podcasting just for me. But now I found out I'm actually making a difference in at least one person's life, you know, but hmm. hopefully a, a few more. And so do you think that the vast resources out there, for example, on the Internet or so on, can be actually an obstacle sometimes, you know, when, when it comes to learning a language? Could we be overwhelmed by all the pressure and, and all the materials? I think so, yes, for sure. Especially with English, there's 200 million different ways of learning English. And if you don't focus on one method or at least, you know, or no more than a few methods at the most, then you're just going to end up going from method to method or book to book to book. And you'll never finish anything, which means you'll never really learn anything. Um, so I definitely think there's a problem there because you also have people like me saying, oh, I used Assimil and it was great. And then you have maybe you watch Benny and it's he says like, oh, yeah, colloquial is the best. So you feel like you have to do all these things even though maybe you already had something that was working. So this is kind of like the grass is always greener uh, idea where the method you're not using at the time seems like the best method in the yeah. world. I see this problem <laughs> with me. <laughs> I well, have, you're not I, alone. <laughs> I, I have this problem sometimes. I switch all my methods. <laughs> you I, are not alone, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> but it so. can it can be fun though. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so many, uh, so many, so much fun to have in language learning, and especially when you get to a point where you can actually 
talk to people or go to a holiday in the country if you have the chance. That's that's really a lot of fun. So, and what other plans do you have in mind for your podcast? Mm, that's a good question. I think the podcast is just going to continue with uh, telling stories of language learners and occasionally me telling stories about my personal life or other topics that I feel closely about. But I think the formula is kind of established now. And I mean, I could change things, but at the end of the day, I, I like doing it the way I do. It's very, very informal. And I think I'm going to continue doing it that way. Perfect. And what about your new course, the course about motivation? Mm -hmm. Maybe you could tell something from it. Well, um, it's a little secret right now, but uh, just because it's you, <laughs> um, I don't mind sharing. <laughs> um, it's um, basically I realized during my two and a half years of trying to be an independent language learner for the first time, I realized that learning a language is not about tactics or um, books or whatever. You know, it doesn't have to do with all these things. Basically, the language learning process is about consistent motivation. And there wasn't really anything out there about motivation. Yeah, you, you could maybe buy a course on language learning and they would have a little section or they would there would be a little book on motivation. Or you could definitely find motivation books or courses in general. But I just felt that I wanted to create something that language learners would understand and would really apply perfectly to their situation. Um, and also because it's my biggest problem myself to actually... And it's the email I get the most is, uh, I don't feel like learning a language today. Well, how can I keep learning? Or I gave up on Swedish three months ago. How can I get back into it? Or how can I avoid doing that again? So I just basically created, a, I took the opportunity to create like a premium course that will hopefully help with these things. And <laughs> and that's uh, that's basically the, the story behind it. So it will be a course that runs for some period of time that's that I've yet to define, but probably at least a month, maybe two months. And the idea is that when you go through the course and you learn about the theory of motivation, you actually also apply it in practice. So you have a forum for accountability, a Facebook group where you have assignments. So you keep sort of motivated and accountable to keep learning whatever language language it is you're, you're learning. It's not important. Um, and that accountability part is the biggest thing because, you know, anyone can learn the theory, but if you don't put it in practice, then it's kind of useless. So yeah, exactly. That, <laughs> that, that's how it is right now. But it's, it, it, like I said, it's, it's a little bit of a secret. I, I have posted about it, but it's in a, a kind of a closed testing um, phase right now. But people are more than welcome to go to languagemotivationmastery.com and join the waiting list where I'll be uh, updating them as soon as the course is ready for public testing. Yeah, okay. <laughs> hopefully hopefully a month or two from now. I, depending on depending on how well the first version of the course is, I might have to remake a lot of the videos, you know. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what happens. So, and now comes a strange question. <laughs> okay. Let's say one day you wake up and all people understand each other perfectly. Everyone speaks every language. What would you do? <laughs> wow, that is a good question. Um, well, definitely not language learning because <laughs> I don't think there would be much money in that. Um, 
So do I you have do you have another passion? Um well I, I have many sort of uh hobbies and interests. Like I, I like to play chess, I uh like to I like to follow esports and I used to play a lot myself. Don't anymore, but still like to follow the games once in a while. And um I think business, entrepreneurship, I'd probably try and start my own business somehow. Uh try to look for something that people would need. And um yeah, just go from there. I, I, actually it's it's a really it's a really interesting question that I haven't thought about myself <laughs> because uh two and a half years ago, you know, when I discovered that you could be learning languages yourself, I always thought you needed a school or something. When I found out you could do it for yourself, I just said Okay, I'm just going to do languages for the rest of my life because you can use languages for so many things and the value of learning a language is so huge on a personal level as well. Um so <laughs> Yeah, I, and kind of you become another person, I think. Yeah, for sure. I mean, not only not only when you speak or use that foreign language but also adding more languages to your personality will will add Uh, self-confidence and you just you just be more you just be a, a better person I think also because you understand more cultures one of the biggest problems we have today or one of the most problems we have today are caused by ignorance you know that some people or some subset of the population have some kind of belief about another part of the world or another people or another race or another gender even and it's all bound in ignorance you know so if we have better if it's easier to communicate then it's easier to understand each other so one thing that i've definitely gained by being part of the language community for two three years now is more understanding of other cultures and now i'm really excited about trying new things but when i was just living in denmark and never really traveling much it's very hard it's very easy to see other places that's so, as sort of scary and dangerous because you don't know them so yeah it, it, that's what i would say it's great that we have languages for sure and do you feel sometimes homesick yeah i think sometimes <laughs> i mean it's not it's not so much the country i i think denmark is a nice country but it's it doesn't for me it doesn't really appeal that much i don't feel very danish even though i am uh, i i think that's kind of normal when you live in a small country that you uh, you don't connect as much with the country you live in but more the culture around you um but um, of course i miss my family sometimes and it's it's sometimes a shame that i can't be there for all the the parties and all the family events but at the end of the day you know I'm just a young kid and i'll travel around for a few years and i'll probably get back and i i do try to travel back as much as i can and visit the family so um but it can definitely be a lonely and isolating experience to be traveling alone this time i took the liberty to introduce or to implement some sound files i really hope that chris can appreciate that it wasn't meant to offend him or to make it ridiculous and By the way now I'm trying to just speak what I'm thinking so sorry for my stumbling over my own words but I think the time has come where I should begin to just talk more freely more fluently 
and not always reading a script or or I shouldn't use some cheat sheets for example and in this interview I must admit I was really nervous but I think that with the time I can improve and I will say less the words you know <laughs> there are still a few things I want to mention here Chris didn't receive any questions beforehand so that was all improvised kind of I mean he was not at all prepared and and he directly answered all my questions and that shows me how huge his knowledge base is and that he's a really experienced learner and polyglot I mean all I want to say here is that he's a really good guy and you should go head over to his website actualfluency.com I will put the show notes on my website so I'm your host Daniel Goodson have a good one